We are starting. Hello. Hello, Mr. Gavin. Um, um, thank you for your time. Uh, so what can you tell the world about yourself? Who are you? Um, yeah. Uh, why are we talking about today? <laughs> ah, what are we talking about? Hi, guys. I'm, I'm Dan. I'm from the band Brokestone Eye. Uh, here in lovely Melbourne, lockdown Melbourne, uh, down the bottom of Australia. Um, so, yeah, I'm the singer, songwriter, creator for the band Brokestone Eye. Um, we're essentially four-piece band down here in Australia, spread across the whole of Australia, really. Um, yeah, been going for quite some time. And uh, we're here because we've stumbled across my music and uh, we're here to have a chat about it and, uh, and a bit about Brokestone Eye and, and who we are, why we are, and, and, you know, what we're all about. Exactly, because yeah, uh, I tried to do some research actually to uh, before the um, uh, you know before our call now, and it's uh, it's tough to find something about you. I mean, uh, there's this um, oh, what was it? The frequency uh, uh, the, the hertz. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Um, you you might need to elaborate a little bit about this, and then there's so only right. one song for Broke Stone Eye. Uh, yeah. Ice so, or um, I? Uh, is it ice or I? I, yeah, just Brokestone I. And um, a, a nice video I I just watched, and um, but not much more to find. So yeah, but yes. on the other hand, uh, so I, I give it over to you in just a moment. On the other hand, I could clearly hear that this is not your first song you're doing. I mean, this is not you're coming out, you know. Um, out ready to punch you know this is uh, this is some really well crafted stuff so uh, can you maybe explain a little bit how come i only find one song and mm. i hope there will be much more i guess you're working yeah. on an album or something and yeah, and right. where where are you coming from uh, music wise because you're not you know you have not fallen out of the sky with uh, <laughs> with this cool voice and this cool music just elaborate a little bit please uh, thanks man no, I'm very happy to elaborate you, you're hundred percent you, you picked it very well uh, I, I've been playing music for the last 15 years and, and been through many projects and I suppose to go way back to the start you know it started on an acoustic guitar. Uh, originally, I wanted to be a bass player, and uh, oh, I'm I went a bass to, player I went too. To, ah, yes, yes. Look, I've heard your music too, and I love that. So uh, we can talk about that. Uh, and I was going to be a bass player, and I, I went to the, the local guitar teacher. I grew up in a little small town. I sort of travelled all around Australia, but found myself, you know, so the early years of high school, small country town. Went to the local cool guitar guy, and uh, and he said, "Before you play bass, get a guitar, and that'll help you play bass." And so I got my first little acoustic guitar, little cheap $80 guitar, and he taught me Knock It On Heaven's Door, which, which at the time for me was Guns N' Roses. Obviously, there's a lot of history there. And I never went back. I said, man, I'm playing guitar. You know, this, this is too good. Um, so I started, you know, sort of rock guitar and rock band, you know, playing through high school and sort of got out of that uh, and found myself in a metal band. I, I love heavy metal music. And that was, yeah, a, I went from being, yeah, <laughs> I went from being, uh, you know, a singer, like a clean singer, as you'll hear in the song, you know, singing clean vocals and playing guitar and sort of all aspects of rock. But metal got me. And, and it's funny, you hear a lot of people talk about metal and they say, I, I loved it when I was younger and I grew out of it. I grew into metal, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I had all the, the rock and, you know, the 60s and 70s and all that foundation. But I found when I found metal, I was like, "Oh, this is this is where it's at." The emotion, the power behind it, 
Um, so I toured Australia in a metal band playing guitar and doing very little singing for quite a long time, which was not natural for me, but I loved it. I loved the vibe. I loved the, you know, the brotherhood in metal bands and, and being able to travel around. It's very underground. Um, and we, we did quite well as a metal band. We were playing everywhere and doing some big shows. And that all sort of fell apart, as, you know, a lot of bands do. But I was the one that kept going. Um, and then funnily enough, I got out of metal and then picked the acoustic guitar back up and, and found myself recording a little EP uh, with a small record company down here in Melbourne. Uh, I found myself touring around again with, with quite melodic acoustic music and singing again and, and writing songs again and, and sort of getting back to the roots of music. Um, and that, that was a, a whirlwind of, of a time, really, because it, it was just before the GFC in 2008. Uh, and what, I had record deals. GFC? Ah, the, the global financial crisis of 2008. Ah, okay. hmm. um, and I was in the middle of touring. Uh, I'd done about 30 shows around the country uh, and was just releasing uh, the first EP, uh, which, which was quite promising. And I was a good EP, nothing like what I'm doing now. Um, and the, the global financial crisis hit and a lot of the big labels started dropping their independent labels and their kind of offshoots and that included me. Um, mm. And I sort of found myself sort of on my ass and sort of, you know, depressed going, wow, what am I going to do now? This is the last five years has all been leading up to this. Um, and then I sort of got out of that and got back into sort of a metal band, but more of a melodic metal band, kind of your system of the down slash mud vein kind of, uh, you know, fun kind of melodic metal. Uh, and that was a bit of fun kind of coming out of something so professional and something so serious. It was uh, got back with the boys, you know, the friends, and it was just a, a sort of a, a passion kind of band. And, again, that sort of you, you get through those kind of bands and it's fun, but you're not going anywhere. And for me, music's mm -hmm. my passion. It's my life. It's the path that I chose to take. And you walk that path and quite often you meet people along the way and then they drop off further down the path and you keep walking by yourself. I hear you, um, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, look, look, it's, it's a lonely road filled with a lot of people. You know, mm -hmm. that's kind of mm -hmm. how it is. It's, it's, it's actually, um, that's, a good, that's a good saying. It's a lonely road filled with a lot of people. Yeah, you're yeah, never really man. alone, but in the end you are alone. Yeah. Hey, look, if it's a path you've chosen to take, you know, and you'd know yourself, you, you work jobs along the way and, and you know, the, the modern musician now, I mean, if you want to do any music, You've got to be working. You've got to be putting your money where your mouth is. Um, so I walked out of that path there and and came to a point in my life where everything started kind of clicking. And, you know, I, I'd read a lot of books. I followed every religion along the way and, you know, very heavily you know, invested in ancient history and where human race should have evolved from, studying all aspects of religion, every religion, and then, you know, into spirituality, the conspiracy, you know, the, the true history of the world and, you know, the alternate truth, which, which most of the time is more accurate than what we're being told. Mm -hmm. um, and I found myself in sort of a personal situation where I followed this crazy series. It started with going to a, a, an event for a speaker and an author from the UK called David Icke. I don't know if you know him. And um, he's a guy mm -hmm. that's sort of been a, an alternate journalist, really, that sort of exposed different aspects of where world politics have been and, and some pretty far out stuff too. A lot of people get turned off from, but for me, I've always been someone that if you can believe it's possible, then you'll never kind of be ignorant. You know, it's crazy as it sounds, mm -hmm. it could be true. Who, who mm -hmm. are we? Yeah, you don't know. You know what I mean? You don't know the truth until you see it yourself or you feel it, you know it. Um, so I found this DVD and it was this sort of, uh, it was like a sacred geometrical, um, it was called the template. It's like a ceremony it, it involves hypnotism, sacred geometry, and sort of opening up kind of like how the chakras and the meridian points align. 
uh, and reconnecting circuitry on your body. It was pretty out there kind of stuff, but but I found myself coming out of this going, wow, like all this stuff that I've done and all these bad things that have happened, all the great things that have happened, all the people I've hurt along the way, people that have hurt me, coming out of it going, I I chose all of that. I did all of that. I created all of that. I'm responsible for all of that. And I forgive everything that ever happened. And, and sort of coming to this big epiphany in my life going, I get it all and I love it all and I accept it all. And that, as that started happening, life just started rolling down this massive hill. And I remember saying to a friend, I've never wanted to go to South America, but I have this calling. And we'll fast forward a little bit because it's quite, it can be in depth. But I found myself three months later, I pulled up my computer one day and it said, do you want to go to South America? I went, yes. And it said, give us 500 words on why you should go to South America and see all the sacred sites. I, I wrote this little essay and hit enter. I did a word count. It was 500 words exactly. It turns out that the, these, this crew that had managed these ceremonies, I spoke with the, the sort of leader of this group and I said, hey, I'd love to help out. You know, I was running events at the time and I said, I'd love to volunteer my time. The crew that were handling this South America trip they happened to know him. He had told them about me a month before. I've entered a competition. I get shortly. And they said, you but you, you, we know about you, and yet you're on our shortlist. And then they invited me to join the company. And then I went over to South America, did this journey through all the sacred sites and started connecting with these amazing shamans that knew the sort of history and the details of, of all this sort of ancient history, the stuff that I've been looking at for the last 20 years. Um, and all that found me to a shaman's little hut in the middle of South America in a village uh, and into ayahuasca, which had kind of, you know, I'd, I'd experimented with all the psychedelic drugs and I'd really kind of stretched my mind, you know, for, for a good 10 years. But I found myself really at that nexus point in my life where it was as if all of these crazy events that had been happening had led me to this little village in the middle of Peru and basically leaving my body on the floor of this little shack and sort of getting all the answers. And I sort of followed that and that spat me out the back end and I ended up back here in Melbourne and uh, and happened to meet people along the way that, that led me to the musical crew that I'm with now. And, and this producer sort of sat me down and he said, you, you need to be doing a project that blends your metal love and your melodic acoustic love together because all the projects I'd done had been influenced by other people and sort of my love of the music, but it, it, it never been really wholly me because I was like, it's either metal or it's an acoustic and there's no in between. And so I spent years just sort of crafting. I had about 50 songs and we sat down and we sort of culled, you know, the years of work and went, where is the real me? Where is that real sound? Uh, you know, and I think when you listen to Red Sound Chronicles, you kind of, you hear those elements, you hear the elements of the metal that I like, you hear the melodic you know, and you hear the stuff that really was where, where I became attracted to music was in, you know, those formative years in high school where the stuff you're listening to, you know, it's when's the last time you put music on and it hit you right in the feels like it did when you, you know, 15, when music mm -hmm. just, you go, oh, your jaw drops and you go, yep, oh, my yep. God. Mm -hmm. and, and it's sort of, it spat me back out to, to going, okay, it's time to really go. If, if the path is music moving forward, it's got to be, something that's completely me that takes all the elements of me but also the lyrical content has got to talk about things that are real and for me broke stone eye the name is about breaking the stone eye which is your pineal gland which modern society you know a lot of people don't realize that the toxins that we take in in our environment essentially can calcify the pineal gland which is a third eye in all these eastern sort of traditions of the chakra point 
which is your connection to that sort of higher realm. Um, and a lot of people are walking around with a sort of calcified stone eye. Um, but also, you know, if you look at that, that sort of the $100 bill with the Illuminati, mm -hmm. the capstone you're seeing on. your website, you kind of took off of the, 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 the eye, yeah. basically. You, you, yeah. you left it out. So uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I was, so, I was you know, thinking about, yeah, anyway, yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I mean, this clearly means something to you because I mean, I know the Illuminati sign and, yeah. and you, you took it out. And so it must be um, something, uh, you know, I'm not so deep in, into this, but yeah, I knew Illuminati and the, the third eye and all this stuff. But yeah, I, f I thought it was more like a representation for God or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm really... I'm not very well versed into this. Uh, I guess you can, yeah. you can tell more about this. And I suppose it's more really the symbolism, like that, that sort of seeing eye in the capstone of other pyramid. It's sort of showing that there's a control system controlling you. And so what I tried to do with that imagery was put the seeing eye in the ground, but then the base of the pyramid has an eye coming out. That, that basically saying, really, if you can find yourself and you can learn to love who you are and accept all that is, then all of a sudden all these control systems in place don't exist anymore because you're doing everything for you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? The, the hurt, the pain, all, all of the bad things in the world, it's all perception. And if you can kind of break that, that third eye, if you can kind of start seeing through things, seeing through the kind of 3D reality that surrounds us, these control structures, then the world becomes a better place. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's so far from political. It's so far from, you know, the sort of menial shit that we deal with every day. And it's about kind of, for me, it was about creating a musical project where the things that I'm singing about uh, and the 432 being in the frequency that's more in alignment with our natural environment, um, you know, it, it actually means a little bit more than music. It's a bit more than just sound. I see, I see. Okay, so um, that's the... the um... You know, I was just uh, recently Joe Rogan had someone on uh, with, uh, you know, the creation of religion and stuff and that the Christian religion was um, uh, founded on uh, psychedelics and, and you know, all, all these things. So um, I, I'm just wondering, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to break any laws, you know, and you know how things <laughs> are in, in Germany and I guess in Melbourne, it's the same and stuff. So but um I'm really wondering because I mean he advocated of course for it and um, does it really um, you know opens an, um, an entrance to a, to a higher realm and um, and do you really um, yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm really curious uh, I think one day I will I will do it myself you know mm -hmm. um, because I really would like to to see the, you know to become to this higher Uh, a level, you know, to this uh, meta uh, um, thing, um, you know, I was thinking of what, what can I do legally at the moment, you know, like this um, <laughs> floating water tanks where, you know, take out Ooh, all yeah. the senses and stuff so that you that you get uh, to a higher level uh, or so, mm -hmm. because, you know, I mean, this is a public thing we are talking about, <laughs> like I said you, uh, to you in the beginning, yeah. so I'm not going to say anything uh, but I will do something illegal. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I never actually took drugs. I mean, there were some incidents, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm very cautious about it, you know, also with um, mm -hmm. alcohol or so. You know, I'm, I'm a bad German. I, I don't drink any beer, you know, I drink maybe once or twice a year some alcohol, usually for yeah. New Year's Eve or something. Um, yeah. So I'm, 
yeah, I'm, I'm very cautious about this because I don't want to get, um, and I'm getting to my question, <laughs> um, I don't want to get my, my mind, um, how you say, uh, um, myself kind of, um, um, how you say, damped or so, uh, mm -hmm, you know, dampened, mm -hmm. uh, but I also can see now with a kind of talking about this and, and listening to Joe Rogan and others um, that it also opens it, you know, kind of the opposite of what I'm kind of want to protect myself, that I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not drunk, but this is this is a different kind of drug. This is a different kind yeah. of realm that opens. I'm not just, you know, drunk and yeah, doing stupid yeah. stuff. This is kind of being um, enlightened in a way, you know, so... Um, I'm, I'm really interested into this, but I don't really know, you know, I mean, here in Europe, I think in, in Portugal, they kind of um, decriminalized all the, the drugs you, you can use. Mm. And, and uh, I mean, you're, you're legally can use it. So if I want to do it, I could go where, uh, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. not maybe mm -hmm. now with Corona, um, but, uh, you know, take take a hotel room and just get on a trip or something. So, you know, mm -hmm. to be on, on the safe side. Um, anyway. What what is your experience? I mean, does it? Uh, I I think you were quite enlightened before, but um, was there was there some some difference you had, or uh, what's your recommendation yeah. basically? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you what you can tell me about it? Um, well, yeah. look, I, I sort of uh, look as I said, I, I experimented, and sort of my my twenties were experimenting, and I like to say I kind of I, I took my mind apart and put it back together again just to see, if, you know it was still there and I, for me it was always you know, similar to an adrenaline junkie you know that they call psychonauts you know I, I spent a lot of time going let's get out of my brain but but you talk about drugs and alcohol for example they do they change the brain but they change the brain within this reality so so all of a sudden you, you're doing stupid things dangerous things you know things you regret mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. when you get it into something like ayahuasca, it dampens your your perception also, you know. And, I've, and yeah. I don't like this, you know. And mm. but but um, yeah, anyway, sorry, I, I broke you up. I, I I wanted, you know, I think because these stuff we are talking about now is more it heightens your perception. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's yeah, that's it, the opposite of what alcohol does. Alcohol is a really bad drug for you, yeah. as far as I can yeah. see. And yeah, yeah and, and look, um, uh, so. So if you look at ayahuasca, ayahuasca is, for me, it's not a drug. And I think a lot of people would say, well, it's not, it's not a drug. You know, there are drugs out of cocaine's a drug, you know, alcohol's a drug. I mean, cannabis is a drug. Well, that's a story where it's back at same vein as ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is a mixture of, of a bark and a plant, a vine and a, and a bark uh, that mix together. And when you look into the history of it, you go, how did these people in the Amazons, out of all the, at least hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of species of plants, learn that these two together can do what they do. And, and there's a part in there, it's uh, the molecular structure of dimethyltryptamine, uh, which from what I understand, that kind of uh, cell structure is, is in just about every living thing. And when you, when you dream, your brain, your third eye, secretes dimethyltryptamine. So, so from what I understand is when you're dreaming and when you die... Your, your third eye starts secreting dimethyltryptamine. And ayahuasca, when you drink it, it allows your brain to start secreting dimethyltryptamine. So essentially you can say it's that, it's that sort of doorway into the realm. And, and when you dream, 
you think it's real. That's your reality. I mean, what is reality? It's what you see, what you hear, what you touch. It's what your five senses are telling you is real. And when you're dreaming, all those things are still in place. Uh, when you when you go into that world and you sort of admit, admit yourself into that world, um, you essentially enter that world willingly. You're not sleeping. Um, and so for me, it started off, you can take DMT or dimethyltryptamine. And for me, when I first took that, uh, it's like, uh, do you know anything about the sort of the flower of life and the sort of molecular structure of our 3D reality, the sort of the mathematical explanation on, you know, you look at a wall and it's made of molecules that, that have space in between them and it doesn't seem like space. Everything is connected in the sense that we're all made up of the same cellular structures when you get down to that smaller level. Mm-hmm. For me, taking dimethyltryptamine, you can start seeing that in nature and, and it's bizarre because you can look at a man-made structure and not see, look over there to a tree and you see geometry you see like this real living stuff you can feel the energy of it uh, and taking that i remember looking up and, I, and the moon looked down at me and the moon said i see you i see you and you see me and it was like and all of a sudden i could sort of feel the personality of trees like the living force of everything living around me and that was sort of like wow this is this is not like you know anything that i've done before this is like feeling a connection to something uh, and then looking into ayahuasca and, and learning that this is a plant medicine. This is not a drug. It's not something they're doing recreationally on a Saturday night in the Amazon. This is something that, that, that a shaman gets taught from the age of 10 and they start learning the medicine. Um, and, and it's not something I would do here. Someone, you know, up the road for me said, hey, I've got ayahuasca, come and, come and sit down in the house and do it. There'd be no way. It's got to be guided by a, a trained shaman, someone that's learned that world and they learn to traverse that world. And when you're sitting with a shaman, and you're taking ayahuasca, they're drinking with you and they're singing and chanting for, you know, sometimes 12 hours and they're in there with you. Their, their job is to guide you through this world. And and when, when I say world, it's like it's an experience that you're you're outside of your body. You're not there anymore. And my experience was sort of I, I got to a, a point in myself where everything was sort of love and light. And a lot of people that have sort of journeyed the same kind of journey where they looked into the spiritual side of things. You end up going, everything is love and everything's great. And and I saw a, a sort of healer lady a day before and, and she said, you are going to get your ass kicked. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, I can just feel it. And I was told by a few people walking through Peru that I said, you've got an entity attached to you. You've got this dark thing attached to you. Mm. And for me, like I've got into the paranormal and I've sort of gone down the psychic path and I believe there's another layer of things around us. I don't know if you've ever had any kind of paranormal, super supernatural kind of thing. A little bit. Or, like, and, and it sounds like a dark passenger or something or, you know, uh, um, just go ahead. You know, I have my, my thoughts about this too, you know, because sure, we, are, we, yeah. are not, we are not good and we are not evil, but we are all of it. And, and uh, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and we need to kind of... Um, you know the 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 society asks us to control uh, ourselves to a certain way because otherwise you get into jail or you get yeah. uh, killed or you get chant or you get you know um, ostracized or whatever. Yeah, so um, right. so you have to kind of self censor yourself, you know. But but the things are still in in you, you know. And and I, yeah. I guess this as you explained that you kind of uh, love yourself now and accept yourself this also means you accept every part of it yeah, and this is 100%. also the, the, the bad stuff you know and and this i i quibbled or quibbled or, or, or struggled uh, also mm. quite quite a lot with and but now i'm also you know i'm a little bit 
older now and I'm kind of, I can accept it. I, I, there are things in me that are not good and there are things I should not live out and where, where I should. But if I don't accept it and see, okay, you know, this is still a part of me and, and just put it away, this is more and more uh, um, uh, dangerous because then it can explode and come out, uh, you know, in a, a, a very bad way and I cannot control yeah. it. So what I try... And we can talk about this. So we're getting no, no, a lot of di different, this. different this things. Um, uh, is uh, kind of to let it out uh, in a kind of controlled capacity. You know, when um, you know we have violence in, in us. Let's take this example. Uh, you know, or yeah. sexual urges or whatever. And and you know, you you kind of. Uh, your fantasies, you, you need to manifest once in a while. You know, I, I did um, medieval sword fighting. So I was, you know, in yes. a stunt, stunt show it. and really, you know, um, let out all the, the anger and the, and the mean stuff. You know, I, I yeah. like to, to play the bad guy. You know, I'm really good. Uh, I'm very often <laughs> typecast as the bad guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, I uh, yeah and, and, and I love it too because I can, I can, I'm usually, I'm, I'm a very nice guy. I, I kind of want no conflict. You know, I'm kind of shying away. I try to, to solve uh, problems wherever I can. But mm. um, there is also this bad stuff in me. And, mm. and I, 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 through acting and stuff, I, I let it out. And uh, this really kind of helped me to, to find closure for myself, you know, to, to, okay, this is a part of me. And uh, in a controlled way, I can let it out. And uh, I don't know what I, where, where I started the talk now, but um, yeah, it ended up in a good place. It ended up in a good place. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is exactly um, like I feel we're we're kind of in the same place, uh, but we arrived a little bit different. I mean, maybe you are more there than me because you know I have had no um, drug experience or this psychedelic. It's not but. but Let's not call them drugs. Like you said, you mm. need a, a guide, a spiritual guide to get there. And I think there, there's still some lacking for me, you know. But, um, you know, I, I'm a big Nietzsche fan, for example. And, and mm -hmm. this taught me that um, yeah. for every good, there is a bad thing. You know, there's always opposites. And, and once you, yeah. you learn that you are not this, you know, you have um, in the beginning, you have this, this perfect... Um, thought of yourself that you are a good guy and you're always on the right side and blah 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 and then you realize oh man hmm i really like this uh, <laughs> this lady over there you know i have thoughts <laughs> and you know but but oh, if, if you if you admit it to yourself at least you know uh then, yeah. then you can kind of you 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 understand how you are reacting and and you get more whole and that's that's um it comes with age a little bit some people don't yeah. never get it you know um mm, but right. but but some some get it and and it makes you more relaxed like like you are you know you you kind of sh seem very relaxed and stuff and and also i'm i'm getting there with Whatever happens, happens. I take the good and the bad. If it's bad, yes. I, I can learn something out of it and I can see, okay, you, I misjudged this person and now, well, you know, I pay the price and that's it. Let's move on. I don't do this mistake anymore. And if something good happens, oh, cool. You know, I'm, I try to help yeah. others. 
like this is wh why we are talking about you know i found your yeah. music and i think you know it, it needs to be heard and it needs to be out there so i'm trying you know whenever i i like something i try to promote it as much as i can and and yeah, this sure. helps me as well so you know it's it's a win-win for all of us anyway um i i think you are still from from what i can gather so far ahead of me because um i'm i'm lacking um a few you know doors i haven't passed through but mm, i know mm. that they they are there and i will hopefully do it uh, you know go through them in due time and like i said i i'm you know i'm i'm a family man i have a family you know i have to yeah, me too, uh, yeah. see see there, there's things you have to consider you know you cannot just oh i do whatever i want and blah, blah, <laughs> you know and, and this is this is also not good to be uh, anarchistic you know to to kind yeah, of um, because Real anarchism is also not a good thing because it's it's uh, the pendulum swung to to the other side, where it's kind yeah. of you need to do everything to be absolutely free, and this is not freedom at all. You it's know, not, you kind no, of no, it's exactly it, not free. Yeah, I, I think we have a, a really good connection here. That um, I kind of understand you uh, somehow very well. And uh, yeah. be before I forget, <laughs> I wanted to say it in the beginning. I really like your mustache. <laughs> I know oh. it, it's, it's really it's really unimportant, but you know, for the people who listen to this as a as a podcast, he has a really nice uh, kind of old old school mustache, and I'm I'm way too too lazy to to do something with with my beard, you know. But but yeah, I I really like it. It it looks really oh, cool. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, look, it's 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 an interesting thing you say. You know, you bring it up, and this is one of the core things I think of the problem, at least with Western society is, is you, you talk about that, you feel guilt. It's this guilt that's ingrained in us. So that's one core thing that leads middle-aged people to just be completely fucked up is that they feel bad about their thoughts, like their thoughts. And it happens from an early age. For me, it was quite young when I sort of realised, oh, I like the look of her. I, I want to do some things. I don't even know what they are yet. But you know what I mean? And, and it's these things that, that we kind of feel bad about and we're, we're told that they're, they're bad, they're naughty, it's sinful, you know, and this idea of sinful, it's like... Mm -hmm. Who the fuck came up with that? I mean, seriously, if a God created us and he put that there and, and that's the one thing that's going to keep the race fucking going and mm -hmm. you're going to feel bad about using it or thinking about using it, what the hell's gone wrong there? You know, there's mm -hmm. some seriously, there's some inherent problems with the way our society's structured. Yet, yet you come out the other end of it and you're going, I feel bad, you know what I mean? It's For me, it's like I learned. If I could teach my son one thing, it's like never, ever, ever feel bad about what you think. Whatever pops in your head, don't feel bad about it. You can mm -hmm. shelve it. You can kind of go, yeah, probably not a good idea. Learn to, mm -hmm. to act on, you know, but never feel bad for your thoughts. And that, that's the thing that I think creates, you know, I, I mentioned someone said, oh, you've got a dark entity. Well, well whether that's supernatural, some, you know, real entity or from a, from a fifth dimension following around or whether that's just energy pent up at the time that I hadn't yet dealt with yet, that, that some people I think are sensitive to those things in our world and they can sort of see them, and they see them as colours and people see auras and things like that. I think if you're a person that's got so much guilt built up, which I think at that point I did, I started accepting, I started realizing that I had to learn to see all of it. But, you know, I had a lot of violent, you know, I used to uh, MMA fighting and I used to love, for me, it was like 
all that would come out when I used to drink when I was younger. And, and I knew that, that was a problem because I'm, I was always a nice person to people. But then, you know, I, I have this violence that was built up that I never let out and didn't know how to let out and feel bad about it. You know, you've got to be a good boy. You know, and all mm. these things come, as you said, you, you suppress them for long enough and then they go boom. And then it's like you regret that for years. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a lot of regret kind of bubbling. So for me, you know, back to the ayahuasca, I mean, for, for me, my experience and everyone's experience you could listen to five people and go, there's a similar kind of thread there that's, that's, that's similar, but there's also completely unique experiences. And, and I always sort of, I was told beforehand, if you enter into it, be welcome and be open to face all of your demons. And mm-hmm. when I say demons, I, I, they I think manifest this is, this, is a, this is a good, this <clears throat> is a, because, yeah, see, this is uh, where I see, yeah, you really have to take a deep breath to do it. it it's mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, something very brave you need to do. I mean, once you've done it, you know, um, I, I guess you have to f- some uh, normal worldly experience as well. You you never change yourself if you um, if you don't need to. If something bad happens mm-hmm. to you, then you do. You know, I I got a divorce uh, before, and I was mm-hmm. really a bad person. I have to say, and but this mm-hmm. kind of changed me, and it kind of changed my perspective on on the whole thing. But anyway, it's it's a good point because, yeah, I'm, I, on one hand, I really want to do it because I know it will make me stronger. You know, um, uh, <laughs> Nietzsche, what doesn't kill us make us stronger. <laughs> but but yeah. on the other hand, I mean, you need to be really strong to take it on because um, then you know, like I I alluded already to, I know that I'm not a perfect person that I have bad things that I have bad thoughts and stuff but mm-hmm. but you know kind of getting it all out and and in the open even if it's just for you when you when you take this ayahuasca I have to to google it later yeah. um, uh, uh, to oh man I, I'm I'm a little bit afraid to, to be honest to, to do that because I know I, I want to do it but I'm kind of like Oh, can I really take it, the real me, you know? Um, yeah, and, and i got to tell you, it's not something you can do and then go, oh, yeah, put it in the backpack and off I go. It, mm-hmm. it took me, honestly, probably two years to reintegrate back into society because your ego, the, the, the thing that keeps you alive, that thing that holds strong and says, I am a survivor here, I'm going to do everything I need to do. Man, I was lost. I found myself in some serious, like, bizarre life turns, which which admittedly led me into the most beautiful part of my life. But, but like, you just kind of smashed like a, a, I was nearly considering never coming back and just going into the jungle and not, you know, returning and continuing there because it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful reality to be in because you kind of go, you, you say you've got some bad things or you had some bad thoughts. Well, what you realise, or at least what I've realised is, there is no such thing as bad or good, you know, everything kind of is now within reason. You know, for me, the only thing that I've learned, the only bad thing is, well, I would even, wouldn't even say that. I, I was going to say the only bad thing is hurting another human. And then, however, when you look at it in the bigger, bigger picture, maybe they manifested your hurt to them to learn something. So, you know, you can kind of you mm-hmm. can kind of get wider and wider. And that's the thing that made me kind of move forward was, Every time someone hurt me, that was my fault. I did that. I manifested that hurt into my life, not them. They didn't project it on me. I allowed that to happen. And when you when you can truly accept that for you, then all of a sudden you don't feel bad anymore for what you've done because you accept there is this bigger picture thing. And it's not kind of something you can't touch and feel. It is real. You realise that when all the good stuff happens in your life, 
when you have a good day, it's because you woke up in a good mood and you said yes to things and your mindset was really positive. So even some bad shit might have happened beside you, but you didn't perceive it as bad. So your day was really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole mindset thing. They teach it in workplaces all the time that your mindset, you know, leads to your actions, leads and, to results. And, and it's, it's so it's, true. And, and it's, it's absolutely true. You know, I, I know this too. You know, I'm a, um, I'm a problem solver by trade. This is what I do for the company I'm, I'm working for. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, you, you, you have like your, like you just said, you, oh, I'm going to do this and this and that. And, and then, oh, then something completely happens and uh, wrong happens and puts a French in your, in your little cockwheels and stuff. And like, oh, and then you're, hmm, okay, that's bad. So how can I solve this? And then you, you kind of, you know, it's not like, oh, you know, sometimes, of course, I'm, I'm like, oh, man. But then, <laughs> and then I find even a better solution, which I have not thought of because, uh, you know, and, and, um, I, I think we completely agree that the straight way is is almost never the good way. It's kind of you know that that you that you take the, the 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 long winding roads and find this and that. Like you said in the beginning, you had a lot of you're alone on this trip, but you had a lot of um, um, companions on it and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like um, yeah, you you meet much more people if you take the winding road than instead yeah. taking the highway and taking the fast track to wherever you want to go. You know, um, yeah. so it's it's and and this is what life is also. You know, to take it really big now, it's what it's about. You know, to um, in in German we say uh, to give the years li- uh, life. Um, this means kind of like. Um, uh, it only counts what you did before your your death. Uh, um, y- you know, I mean, um, it's how you experience it, and and then it mm-hmm. can be the smallest thing. You know, you um, I have a daughter. I pick up my daughter later from school, and we talk about her day. And and this is, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I I learned really to be in the moment and to enjoy this. So my yeah. my kind of uh, uh, philosophy is, um, if I would get hit by a bus now. There is nothing I regret. I lived the yeah. life to to the fullest. What I can do. There's always, you know, I want to do more. I want to experience yeah. more, and I, I'm not I'm not done yet. Um, but um, if I get killed for whatever reason or die now, you know, um, be, because I, I think we, you agree with this too. You only regret the things you have not done or you have not considered. Mm. You know, the, like like Aristotle, I think, or Socrates is the unconsidered life is the one yeah. you you really waste because, um, and and where we get back to to where we started, it's like, in in order to to have a really full life, you need to be aware of everything what you are and yes. um, as as you were talking, I was thinking of. Um, when I once go down the road you already have been to, it's, you know, we have this nicely constructed self uh, in, in this world, you know, like I'm the nice husband and I'm the good father <laughs> and, that is, and, and all this. And, and this is good because, you know, we, we, you need to kind of, um, uh, the, 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 the society needs to perceive this, you know, and everyone knows inherently that there is more than, than this. But yeah. we choose only to see this. Or oh, I would never thought that he would also, I don't know, uh, be into sadomasochism or you know, he wants to, <laughs> yeah, to right. beat up his wife or whatever, you know, kind of yeah. um, not that this is the case here. You know. <laughs> but but you, you, get, you, get the, you get the point, you know. It's, I do. Uh, I do. It's, it's, um, so, but I accept this and, it, and it's fine and, and I don't mind. And 
um, you know, when the only thing that is uh, the boundaries, I see if you hurt other people. But like you yeah. said, even this can be um, enhanced or, you know, you. I, I don't want to purposely hurt people, but yeah, I will right. because yeah. because I'm just a human being. But when you can take it in the big picture, like you just said, that it might be helpful to them, you know, that, that they yeah. kind of well, get what happened here, you know. So, um, you know, this for the listeners out there, this is not uh, advocating for hurting people, <laughs> but um, also kind of to maybe it helps to forgive yourself when you, when yeah, you did so. Point. Yeah, exactly. That's but the point. Is, is, is in it, tune with yourself. If you, if you if you can forgive yourself, and you can, well, I think if you can forgive others, then you can forgive yourself. And I think that's where, if if every person on the planet right now was able to truly forgive themselves, truly hundred percent, but also they wouldn't be able to do that until they forgave everyone else. And this was the one thing I was I was with someone that was very close to me, and and she had this traumatic childhood, and her father constantly left her. And and for me, I was sort of I was able to process it. And for me, like with my parents, you know, I was always able to see them as humans. And I suppose it was a gift that somehow my brain had inherently was, was I can't judge them as a mother or father. I've got to judge them as a human, like a real human. And then when you get to ages that they were at and you go, oh, I made a decision like that. And you sort of go, they're just, they're just fucking human, man. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're not gods. And, and I think mm -hmm. we put people in our life up as gods. And then all of a sudden when they're not those gods, then we're shattered. Our, our whole mm -hmm. psyche is shattered mm -hmm. and we go, I'm being abandoned. And then we have abandonment issues. We have mummy and daddy issues. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, they're just people that, that, that had a kid. And then when you have a kid yourself, you're like, well, that, that was really easy. You know what I mean? That, that happened. And now I've got to, and then you say, well, I've got to step up. And I think, you know, these sort of, these things that we tell that we've got to be the good husband or the good father, I think you've got to strive to that, but you've got to strive to that because that's what you want to do, you know, because you get joy out, not because the next door neighbor thinks you're a good father or the next mm -hmm. door neighbor thinks mm -hmm. you're a good husband. It's like, fuck them, because you know what? The, the people that sit there and go, I, I didn't know he was into this. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. You know, mm -hmm. all the nasty shit they're into, they're not telling mm -hmm. anyone, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everyone's in the nasty shit. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is the same. Everyone has yeah. that shit deep down. Man, if you could read everyone's thoughts, you'd be like, oh, fuck, we're all the same. You know what I mean? We all have the same brain structure. You know, you, I just had to think about um, that uh, in, in Utah, you know, the Mormon state in the United States, they, they have a, the largest porn consumption f uh, for gay porn and you know and, and this is this is of course the mormon state and so like okay you know if something is uh, really bottled up there and and you know we yeah, need man. we need a ventilation uh, um uh, valve <laughs> to 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 get this out and stuff so i'm like yeah no you're absolutely right Okay, I, I usually don't curse, but yes, fuck the others. You know, um, yeah, you you need to be um, you need to be whole in yourself, and as long as you don't abuse your child or you know uh, um, beat up your 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 wife or whatever, um, that's fine. You know, that's that's your thing. I don't. You know, mm -hmm. I also really like privacy, uh, and, and this is this is my thing. As as long as I don't do anything that is really not any questionable uh, uh, a bad thing that that's mm -hmm. fine you know i i want to right. um to be able to to hug my daughter and i want to be able you know to um to 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 kiss my wife in public or you know sometimes you cannot even hold your hands and in, in some other thing it's it's really so so stupid uh, some some of these rules where yeah, just man made yeah, totally. and 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 completely i mean completely against everything but 
okay, this is this is not right. our. It's, 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 it's against humanity. Yeah, totally, hmm. totally, man. Yeah, we're on the same page. I think that's cool. Anyway, maybe after all this discourse, we we, we get a little bit back to to music. So I mean, mm. uh, um, I I have to admit. I saw under your video uh, you had the lyrics and I just glossed over them, but I didn't really get into it. I, I, after this talk, I'm going to read them and I think nice. I understand them better. You so, will be yeah, ever sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So at the moment for for your... Okay, okay. Let's let's start a little bit more in, in, the, in the normal world here. So yeah, okay. um, I guess you, you cannot support yourself with the, with the music you're making, even if this, I guess, uh, would be something you would like to do. So oh, you, yeah. have a, you have a day job, um, um, yeah. I, I take it. Okay. Um, so, and as there is just one song, I hope there will be more. Will there be an album or what can yeah. we ex expect? Yeah. Uh, okay. That's the plan. Look, look, there's been an album in production for the past three, four years. Um, I travelled two hours on plane to go to the studio. I've got an amazing team of musicians that, that I'm really lucky to have. I mean, if you if you know music, and it's no reflection on me, but the music behind what I'm doing, which is guitar and, and singing, obviously, the people behind it, they're, they're amazing gifted musicians. <laughs> they're a lot better than me, that's for sure. You know, they, they make me sound good every step of the way. But I'm lucky. It's an amazing team. It's a very supportive team. And, and we've got that sort of more extended musical family as well. Um, we, we've got a whole album there. I've got a second album written, you know, already that's mm -hmm. kind of there. But, you know, it's a funny time for music. It, it's If I released an album at the same time as that first track, in a year's time it could be all forgotten. Do, do you know what I mean? It's, it's yep. For me... The process that I've done, and you mentioned it earlier, it's not my first song. It's, you know, my hundredth song. And I've learned along the way that, especially in the time now where music's consumed and consumed and consumed everything so fast, for me, every song is the best song. You know what I mean? I, I, I figure if you're creating music, you don't love yourself and you're doing something wrong. You know, if, I, if I, I can listen to that song and I don't, when I hear that song that we've released, I don't think it's me. I hear that song as a song I want to listen to. And that's why it's, created that way so we've got the whole album there and we figured let's release one song at a time let's release one song at a time there's a whole world out there now you know i'm not playing to to clubs down the road here in melbourne it's it's the world is the audience now and it's about trying to find the people that want to hear that music and give and that takes time you know if you don't have a very big budget um you know it's a, it's funny i talk to people about you know these viral videos or these viral bands and i sort of say you realise that there's a very big marketing budget to make these things go viral, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, sure, maybe some gimmicks make it through, but these bands that end up being, you know, multi-million dollar bands that are, you know, coming out of LA, mm -hmm. they, they didn't just go viral, you know, they had people behind them to get them in front of people to make them go viral. So, you know, there's, there's still that bit of illusion around the industry and, and I'm not sort of, I don't have the, the illusion that I'm going to be, you know, the biggest band in the world. But but I, what I do hope is that I can find a solid, people that want to hear the music. And, you know, I, I read a little bit a year or two ago that the most listened to genre on Spotify was metal. And that's telling you something. That's telling you that people are craving real music because we're just being fed shit from, from record companies now mm -hmm. that need to make money so badly that they figure... We just need to have 10 people, 10 projects, 10 musical artists and just pump the same song all year round until we sell it enough and make our money back and we sell another one. We do the music shows, you know, the, the idol shows. Mm -hmm. That's what you're up against. So 
all you can do is hope that you put one song out there and if, and if you release a song two months later, well, that song's gone. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a back catalogue. Um, but I think the money and the effort and, you know, the blood, sweat and tears that I've put in, in this project to kind of be the, the last and only project that I ever do, maybe there will be side projects, but, you know, this, this is the, the vehicle to kind of get me where I want to be musically and that's to sort of get to a self-sufficient state of life where creating music, you know, is all there is or, or at least not having to do the day job. You know, I, I love what I do. I love my day job. So to be honest, I'm quite content where I am right now. You know, I don't, it, it's a fine line between wanting goals, but also not being happy where you are. So, you know, I'm quite content where I am and I'm really stoked with the music we've created and the music we've put out there and the quality and, you know, beautiful video that, that someone's directed and, and mm-hmm. turned my story of that ayahuasca journey into, like you mentioned the, um, the self-deprivation tanks, the water tanks. There's a there's an 80s movie called Altered States. Oh yeah, uh, I haven't and the seen director, it yet. I haven't seen that. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, well, the, mm-hmm. the director uh, S. Wicked, amazing guy, amazing filmmaker, just brilliant on the camera. He directed the whole thing. I sort of sat with him for many months, telling him my story and sort of where wanting to portray that in a video. And in my mind, it was always quite literal. And he's taken it and turned it into more of this experiment on myself and very you know influenced by an 80s kind of. Mm-hmm. psychedelic sci-fi movie um mm. and you know there's there's been a lot of effort put into that so yeah there's more music to come but it's it's a matter of going we we love the music we're doing and we want as many people to hear that and it'll be a bit of a slow burn you know it's it's hard to release a whole album at a time look to be honest being a new project it's not like there's a million fans waiting for it so so that one song this this first song you know is a Want to hear Otherwise, who are you releasing it to? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you say, um, okay, I have a few questions now. Um, awesome. Uh, you you say we, but um, so so far I I only I mean it seems like you've write the music, you've write the lyrics, you sing. Um, yeah. So it seems like you are the core of a project, but you you get yeah. you you have um, uh, how you say. Uh, repeating collaborations with people you, you work together. Um, yeah. So you, you kind of have a band or you you yeah. kind of... Okay, so, so there, is, yeah, a, there yeah. is a band. A, a, okay. Well, where is the band? No, no, I mean... I'm, oh, this, there uh, is a band. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't completely sure if it's kind <laughs> of like, you know, studio musicians, you just pay for playing no. exactly this. So there's other uh, contributors, basically. So you, yeah. you kind of set the spark and then um, the whole thing happens. And like That's you said, right. we, we make it better. I know exactly what you're talking about because <laughs> I'm not a good musician myself. But, you know, sometimes if I have just an idea and you, you get the right people, you know, the right yeah. collaboration, and it will be, wow, I never would have thought of this. And it's so much better now. Um, yeah. yeah, well, look, I mean, like at the drummer that plays, he, he is more like a session player. Um, and I played in another band with him. So we'd had previous projects together. We, we were both actually session players. So I sort of spent a couple of years in that session space. And I'm not a brilliant guitarist, but I kind of fell into this role through a guy that toured with me that said, I've got a project. And it became this sort of gig where I was like the session guitarist, you know, rocked up their songs. And the sort of choreographer of all of that, he he's actually produced this record, but he plays bass, you know. And so he's the one that's captured my music. And I wouldn't want anyone else's bass lines on there. And, and, you know, for live shows, he'll be playing the bass, you know. The drummer, his job is to play drums. So he's the drummer. He's the essence of that beat that keeps it going. I mean, it was a 
when we recorded the album, what blew me away is it working, especially in the metal scene, you know, you've got drummers doing you know, crazy stuff. To play with a technically gifted drummer that could kind of hear the song and then sort of create an energy, you, you really, when you have that aha moment, what a drummer can do to a song, you, know, you get a song and you hear it in your head a particular way, but then you get a drummer that plays something completely different and it takes it down this path. And, and when you're in it, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're with a girl for the first time, you're going, oh, this is awkward. You kind of, but when you go with the flow at the end of it, you go, that's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> like, wow, I could never have made this song go in that direction without you. And you realise that every person playing that instrument is just such an integral part of that overall sound. And that was, for me, about detaching myself and going, okay, this is my song, but it's their song, you know. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I sort of, I would say I'm co-writing with the bass player and producer, you know, that, that sort of drives me to be the best person, but also drives those songs to, to not kind of get lost over there, mm -hmm. uh, to rein it back in. This is, this is actually a very good point you're making here because um, it's not easy to, to let go a little bit, you know. Some, sometimes people are too controlling. And, yeah. and I also like this because this you have in a, in a real band, you kind of, like I said, you set the spark And you say, mm. okay, this it is, and this is the idea. And then you let other people run with it because, I mean, other people are other people and they come up with, mm. they see it differently. You know, each song, if you listen to, to one song, it means something for you. And if I mm. listen to the same song, it means something completely different to me. Yeah, and and right. this, is, this is exactly the energy you can get from all these others. And I know exactly what you mean. A good drummer, The make he can play the easiest beat on on the thing, but it he will play it in a way that it really mm. is um, mesmerizing, that it really capturing, yeah. and 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 uh, you know a bad good drummer will play. <laughs> he, he will he will show you oh this is what I can do and I can really you know and, I, blah, 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 blah. and you know he kind of want to show off. This is also yeah. if you mature as a as a musician, you know. Man, sometimes you just need four chords or you just need, you know, wow. a, a, a nice arc and you don't have to show, you know, I, I really, okay, this is now personally me speaking, just <laughs> I, re I really don't like this gen stuff where it's kind of every seven seconds uh, it changes and kind of it's too, blah, blah, it's too much, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> I cannot follow it. You know, if, if yeah. you have a nice um, harmony or melody or whatever, um, Just let me let me rest my soul on it and and let me yeah. float with it and and just uh, be um, how you say uh, brave enough to to stick with it for a while yeah. you know kind of and, yeah. and let it let it blossom let it come out and 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 uh, bloom and yeah. so yeah and, and this is also that's what I said I heard the song and I was like man this one it, it's so well refined and well done. It, it it and it was the only song I found from you. So I was like, this is kind of you know. I mean, there is uh, there is a big well somewhere. You know, I mean, yeah. this is comes not out of nowhere, and so uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I talk with some musicians, as you know. <laughs> so I, I guess uh, the as you are a, a not well known band at the moment. Um, I guess you're absolutely doing it right that you kind of um, release one song and then the next song and you kind of make the appetite for it and, and you wait for a month uh, and mm. to, to release the next one. So because there is this whole flood 
avalanche of of music everyone can release music these days and it's it's yeah. it's you know i'm uh, we met through submit hub and i'm a curator there and let me tell you there is some really not so good music <laughs> but, but but you you can i mean everyone but it's the liberation of of today you know yeah. everyone can on a cell phone make a song yes. and, and send it 100%. out whatever you know and then put it to spotify um but it's not good and and um so uh what did i want to say also uh, no 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 that's exactly the right thing you're doing that you kind of stick your head out once in a while and and say okay i'm here i'm here you know and then you kind yeah. of um i don't know uh, how many songs you will have uh, so next year after you released 12 single songs you have an album and there's a bonus or something on it yeah. and and a new video and stuff so yeah you you're doing it right and um to 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 constantly remind people that you are still there you know so yeah. and uh, and yeah i'm i'm also happy that in, in the past i was like Oh, that's a nice song I, I wrote. Let's release it. And and now um, listening to your song, I can clearly see sometimes it's good to get it more refined or yeah. you know not yeah. not not too polished. I, I guess we are agreeing with this too. If you take out all the edges, then it will not stick anywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, it's no, no one's going to like it. You know, I mean, it, it's got a it's got to have a realness to it. And I mean, mm -hmm. when we recorded that, it, it was done in a studio. We played those instruments. You know, there's not one part where I said, I'll play four bars and we'll just copy and paste it mm -hmm. because it was like, no. And that was the beauty of working uh, with DC, our producer and bass player and very mm -hmm. good friend is, you know, he's sitting there cracking up going, you're playing that all the way through, you know, are you not leaving until you do that? Mm -hmm. You're singing that all the way through. You're not leaving until you do it. So it was time. And we did it through a desk, obviously edited digitally, but we did it all through big desks, analog amps. And it was to try and create that feeling or at least to make it people realize this is a real band and we're really playing our instruments because it's very easy for me to get in a studio and create something electronic. And I love that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love mm -hmm. the digital style of, I think metal's great when it's digital. It doesn't have to be warm and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you're right. I think there's a fine line between holding on to something long enough to make sure that it's as good as that song can be, mm -hmm. but don't spend, you know, $10,000 to get it completely polished up. You know what I mean? It's because yeah. you don't need to do that. Exactly. Because yeah, this is also the pendulum can swing to the other end and you can say, uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, I see it this way and I kind of, I think you might agree, um, a song is never really finished. You have a snapshot and this is how mm. it is now and let's keep it this way because you could also put on a chorus and, and, and more effects there and there. You know, yeah. it's kind of, okay, <laughs> then it's better to, to, to put it out and maybe if you really want to, 10 years after, you can kind of have a, a remastered version and, and change it, you know, or a director's cut of whatever you do. <laughs> but but yeah, it's if, if you ever tinker around, you never get finished with anything. And you, you, you have That's to... Right. I, I mean, we, we talked a lot about our... Um, uh, psychology and stuff so I, I guess you you can forgive yourself to say okay now it's finished and let's put it out it's it's um, not good enough but it's kind of it's the best we can do at the moment and and yeah. we don't want to dwell on it forever you know because otherwise you will never um, you know there's these two extremes ever either you like I was in the past put it out too fast and it's like oh it's cool and you know and then <laughs> oh, oh shit you know a, a few more little things tweaks could have been much better 
or you yeah. you work on it forever and then it's kind of over polished and and yeah it's it's too far away from from the ruggedness that that makes it so interesting yes. and and I, i think and, and you also yeah, go ahead no 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 sorry yeah. uh, no I, i just wanted to say and um I, I didn't know until you told me that you had to record all this in, in the studio in, in, in takes, you know, and you really took real takes, not like copy and paste. But mm. I think um, it, it has shown out through the, through the cracks. So kind of on a, on a level where I didn't really consciously got it, I got it that it was something special because, you know, um, it, it clicked with me. It clicked with me right away because it was so, it was honest in, in its purity in its um yeah in, in its way and and like you said i also like metal and i like you know i like industrial and i like yeah. you know if it's harsh um pumping rhythms with just uh you know electronic beats and stuff i like this too but um mm -hmm. i also like you know the the organic stuff um, so yeah. yeah you you made a really cool mix because I had some electronic stuff in there too and uh, yeah. not too much but also um, quite audible I mean quite um, not in the forefront that's what I mean you know it's it's yeah, not an industrial sort of song exactly <laughs> it's, it's kind of but it's in there and it's uh, not prominent but not unprominent if it's a word or something um, yeah so it's it's uh, discernible yeah Yeah, and I think it's really a nod for me. It's again, it's sort of, it's about taking the, the sort of the me out of the brain and putting it into music. And and so there's a lot of little nods, you know. And it's not just me. It's 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 like you know the drummer's influences, which you know I think between all of us we have certain loves for music, but we also have branches that go off that that other you know don't hold those branches. But you know, so little kind of you know electronic things. It's just little nods, you know, for things that I like. It's not too much and. And I think it's funny you talk about kind of you can you can listen to your own song a thousand times when you're in that mixing stage, and you can always find something like there was there was a week where I was like I don't like that guitar sound. I I, I need to fly back up to the studio and change the guitar sound. It's like no, it sounds really good, but you know, and, and no one's going to notice if you changed it. There's not going to be anyone there that's heard the other version that says oh I think it was better the other way. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of got to let go of it. And I think there was a point where I went. I can't listen to this for a couple of weeks and then I put it on and I think I was, you know, I was doing some exercise at the gym and I put it on and I heard it as a listener and I went, oh, I love this song. And that was that kind of went, okay, it's time to go now. You know, there's certain things that you kind of got to hold up, you know. And obviously I say we, we recorded that live and we recorded it all the way through. It's not copy and paste. And there's obviously, little, you know, you, you do bits over the top and you can kind of, you know, add sort of layers onto it. Um, but the core of it's got to be organic. You know, the core of it's got to be real people because you look at the bands, you know, the, at least that I grew up with. I mean, Nirvana, for example, a three-piece, it just, you know, knocks the walls out. You know, if if one guitar, one bass and one drum kit, you know, and a voice mm -hmm. can make loud noise and make a song full enough with just those instruments, I think you're on to something. And, that, and that's what a bass player slash producer taught me, that you don't need an overlap. And I think in the past... You know, my acoustic EP, that just had tracks, you know, from floor to ceiling because I just wanted to add because for me it was like an orchestra and, and and I think the producer let me run with that and it wasn't to the benefit of the music. It was the benefit of my ego, you know, because mm -hmm. I could hear all the little little gits that I did over here and over here mm -hmm. and it was beautiful and I love that creativity. But I think 
when you're kind of doing that solid kind of rock, for lack of a better word, it's got to be the bare bones, the structure, the foundation's got to hold up, you know, and then you can pepper stuff over the top of it, you know, to add that artistic flair, but it's got to be solid. Hmm. I, I, as you said, this with, um, you know, I, um, I, I re remember when, um, you know, I, I had this two uh, big layout song and stuff, and because I had this kind of violence in my head and stuff, and and then I realized the coolest thing, what can happen, but of course it happens to only you, is if you have a really bare bones song, and your mind adds these instruments. You, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. This is this yeah, is a really yeah. cool thing. If you if you listen to a very simple song, you know sometimes you just need a voice and an acoustic mm -hmm. guitar, and and then you hear the orchestra in you know added in your head, and it, it makes yeah. the song so expand. But it's just the the little guiding track you you hear, and. I, I had this experience a couple of times, you know, sometimes I hear very simple music and I hear more than the very yeah. simple music. I don't know how this is, you know, if I would know how to achieve this, <laughs> I mean, I, I would use it every time. But but um, I really like that. This is maybe because, you know, we are, we are both musicians, so we have uh, our mind is a little bit trained to, to, to yeah. find uh, chords and patterns and stuff. But... Um, But I really like that. It's kind of like, um, you know, you, you have you, you play music and then you have added features. Basically, you turn on in your head. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So um, anyway, as you just said this, because uh, I, I remember I, I did also a big layout song and, and, and one more voice and one, you know, and then <laughs> you take it an octave higher and an octave. And then you are. You say, yeah. All this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. No. And, and it's cool. It's cool. But but it uh, if you, you know, if you if you can kind of tweak it out that that you you um, um, how you said it in the in the head of a listener. I don't you know, I, I'm yeah, not claiming yeah. on how to do it. But as it happens to me, it will also happens to others that we can hear more than what is there, mm -hmm. that we can listen to the gaps of the music and fill it in with your brain, you know, so um, yeah. That's, so you're, that's, you're onto something there, man. That, that's, yeah, that's some groundbreaking <laughs> stuff. <laughs> If you've got a, a whole album you can listen to, but your mind will play the rest of it. Dude. And if you could, if you could hook up nodes and then translate that and hear what they've added onto it, Mm -hmm. Man, uh, this this would be crazy. cool, you know. We, we, you would have to check the, the brain waves of people or something, you know, put them in an MR, MRI machine or whatever. Yeah. And 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 but but yeah, I mean, this would be great. You, you would have albums <laughs> so with cool. just like beep 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 beep, and then boom. <laughs> okay, well, this is oh, this good. is maybe maybe in the future, but but anyway, I, I guess you know what I'm talking about. This um, okay. when you when you play the acoustic guitar, you have you you're listening to more than that than just that yeah. you have things in your head and it's it's a cool thing and and somehow you or sometimes you can also evoke this in others and and i could i mean you have played acoustic guitar a lot and mm. i'm you know i'm a bass player i'm a shitty guitar player but of course i can play you know i can play the power chords of the master chords yeah. and and a few um few chords and and you know for the normal people out there this is way enough you know this is kind mm -hmm. of because they uh, if you make a cover of whatever if you can sing it 
kind of okay and, and, and get the, the right chords in the kind of right order, yeah. the people will hear more than that. They will hear yeah. the, the real song and your stuff and this, right. oh, this is so great. This is so, you know, I, I was <laughs> swooning a lot of girls with that in, in the yeah, past, you know. Too, and, back in the and, days. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I mean, did you hear what I was playing? It was really, it was really off and I didn't play any, I mean, You know, um, yeah. anyway, but yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. Um, um, so, I mean, at the moment, uh, we are unfortunately um, in, in Corona times, uh, yeah. as you are uh, painfully aware of it, because you are in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Melbourne is in lockdown right now, right? Oh, stay, I think we're uh, the longest stage for lockdown in the world. And it's, I mean, if you look at the numbers and percentages, it's, it's by no means something that we put it this way. I know no one firsthand that, that's had it or, you know, been a fair way. I know one person that's had it, but they didn't know they had it. So they tested positive, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's some strange things around this testing positive. Um, we've got this, this aged care debacle, you know, where it's like the news is telling you that it's hit aged care facilities. And then you're hearing firsthand accounts from people saying, yeah, my grandfather died of mm -hmm. something else, but they're marking it down as coronavirus. So there's, There's political things at play, I'm sure. I mean, I don't claim to know what's going on here, but mm -hmm. it, it seems like they're trying to be the first sort of local, you know, or state government to eradicate it and so they get a big pat on the back. But yet, you know, we've all mm -hmm. been locked up for, I think it's been like maybe 10 weeks of, of wow. you can't leave 5K radius. You, there was a curfew you couldn't mm -hmm. leave after 8 o'clock. I mean, for me, you know, and you know that <laughs> when you've got kids... It's like, I don't need to leave the house after eight o'clock. I'm okay with this. But uh, for, for a lot of people, it's, it's been quite hard. And I mean, I find technology is brilliant because for me, what we're doing right now, I feel like we're in the same room together. So I, I'm connecting with you now and I don't need that. But it certainly damaged a lot of people. So, yeah, look, it's a bad, it's a bad state if you look at the overarching. You know, this, the, the lockdown's potentially worse than the virus here in this state here. Mm -hmm. It's quite a bizarre time, you know. People uh, don't think... Sorry, you were perking up just the, the last ah, thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I saw the phrase. Yeah. Okay, but but you know, my my question was more um, geared towards. Uh, I, I think there will be um, once we are finally have this behind us, you will go uh, on tour with that, and you want to play it live, right? You already alluded, course, alluded yeah. to this and and stuff. Uh, of course, you need to come over to Europe. <laughs> look, that, that would be the plan. And I think that's why we've released one song at a time is to make sure that, look, I've done it before. Where, and you might know the same thing where you've toured prematurely only to burn yourself out because you're not playing to an audience that appreciates you. And I think mm -hmm. what I've learned from the past is I've gone out on the road with an EP where no one knows me and gone out with an album where no one knows me. And you, it's like you're begging. You might as well get on the street and busk because you'll make more money doing it that way if you just get out there and busk. It, you're, trying to, you're trying to connect with other bands to get on their supports and then you, you're hoping that they might have 10 people in their crowd that likes you enough to follow you and then do they buy your record, do they sign up to your mailing list? And you're hoping you do that 10 times and you get back to a full crowd. I think it's the wrong way to go now. I think the idea for, for us is to find a fan base and, hey, if that's in, in Europe, if that's in Germany, then nurture that fan base and then go and play shows to the people that want to hear it. Mm -hmm. um, because right, why, why would you do it? You know, you just, you're going to burn everything out. You're going to burn your soul out to try and beg people to hear you when you could just use technology now to try and reach as many people 
and you might reach a pocket of the world, you might reach a big spread of the world, mm-hmm. but at least once you reach them, they want to hear you. And then if they're happy to pay $5 at the door, then maybe, you know, it's not going to leave you bankrupt at the end. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, this would be great. I mean, if you if you if you manage to come over, please, you know, let me let me know, and when we do course, a, 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 an interview for for real. I mean, I don't call it interviews because it's just a talk, you know. I mean, yeah. because I'm I don't feel myself as a as an interviewer. I want to know the person behind the. You know, I want to have a nice conversation like we have right now. Yeah. But yeah, if you're coming over, I want to come to your show, and I, you know, this would be great. To, to yeah, see. man, you, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> thanks, thanks. And you and you're absolutely right with, with your approach, at least in, in my eyes, in my opinion, because I'm also, you know, I'm here in Germany. And, and of course, I see, you know, who, who listens to my stuff on Spotify. And I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that a lot of people in Peru You know, for me too, Peru. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> we're into my stuff, and I'm 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 really grateful and then happy. But you know, this is this is the um, the blessing of the te- technology also that that you can find. You know, I, I'm doing more niche than you. You are kind of more. Uh, you have more a broader appeal with your music mm-hmm. because it mm-hmm. can be you know like it's it's radio friendly. Let's put it this way. You know, uh, um, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of nichey. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's it's it, it you play in both worlds. So I, I think you you can really um, get somewhere with this music. I mean, I, I like it. Mm. So who, I I'm supporting uh, uh, the hell out of it, <laughs> but um, <laughs> in in my little capacity. But uh, man, it's huge. It's huge for me, man. It's uh, it's huge for all of us. It's great. You know, this is this is epic. <laughs> You're very welcome, but you know it's the pleasure is all mine. So um, I only support music. I mean, this is the, the the good thing for me. I only support music I really like. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't get any. You know, I as you can imagine, I get sent a lot of music, um, but I only you know if I like it, then I go the whole way, and I want to get to know yeah. the people behind it. I mean. Not every person, I have to admit, you know, as a person, I, I, I skip over. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, sometimes you like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy that we are talking now because I feel, yeah, you know, too. we really have a connection and I could kind of read it uh, in, in our chats we had leading up to this. So um, anyway, so this was my question. You're going to be um, going live. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, Me too. <laughs> when, it, when it's a possibility, it's a, it seems so far away now with this COVID. It's like, when will live shows? I mean, you got to think about all the big bands that that's their living. It's like that's been pulled away. And, you know, I, I'm sure technology will c- kind of come out with something. Um, but yeah, man, like that feeling when you're a live show, you know, that's, that's I know. something I hope mm-hmm. to feel mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. even as a, as a spectator, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I cannot wait for music to thump through me. Yeah. This, this is also, this is, uh, this is my big hope, you know, that, that people kind of, once this will be behind us, that people really will see, you know, what it is because, you know, everyone has a cell phone and is swiping and, and can, you know, have an online, uh, um, concert or something but it's it's not the same i mean even uh, if it's sometimes really like you you can smell the sweat of the other person and uh, mm. but 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 it's kind of um you, you know we can kind of loop it back to the spirit spirituality 
because mm -hmm. it's kind of you commune with with other people with other humans in one room and you kind of um uh, you know it, it's something very it's it's like a religious experience, you know. It you, is, man, it, totally, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's a spiritual experience. Exactly, exactly. So, and and this is, I, I'm also, you know, like we talked about this as well. I mean, I have, um, I'm a father now, you know, and you know, I'm you're getting older, and ah, I don't want to go there, and you know, this this band play, <laughs> but but now I know. I mean, not all the time, you know, I'm not going to put too much pressure on me, but whenever I can do it, I will show up. I did this yeah. before, but not as much as I could have, you know, because there was, like, oh, you know, hmm, it's a little bit, yeah, late, I feel, uh, yeah. you know, totally, um, <laughs> and, and, and now I will kind of support your local scene and, you know, go there and, and do things and, and be there and, and just um, enjoy that that people are still creative and, and, and do something with their life besides swiping left and right and, and whatever. So well, I think that'll happen, man. I think after this, I think after this will be a resurgence. I think people, I mean, we're talking about it and we're feeling it. I think there are people that'll be saying, the second I can go see a live band, I'm there. You mm -hmm. know, and people are going to appreciate that. And it is a commune type vibe you know you, when you're in a big crowd you know you make eye contact with the guy next to you and you're yeah you know you all love mm -hmm. each other so mm -hmm. much you realize that there's mm -hmm. only happiness there's just and it could be the most brutal metal band there's only happiness there's, there's no bad vibes at a live gig ever mm -hmm. no yeah you're absolutely right i mean this is even you know drunk people also and, and kind of you, you you make fun of them and it's yeah it's it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's a spiritual feeling, and and it's mm. really I'm I'm missing this actually, you know. So um, yeah, I hope other people will miss it too, and, and sure, they, yeah. they will see that Netflix is not the answer to you know staying <laughs> on the couch. And also, I I kind of fear a little bit, but this goes in a different direction. But there's so all these um, distancing rules and stuff, you know, for, mm -hmm. for our children, but, but it's it's important to, to touch people and, and you know, to yeah. give each other hugs and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the, the physical uh, part of it, uh, anyway, but... Uh, yeah, just... you're on point there, man, because it's, 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 it's terrible to think if, if they're... Look, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll be that bad, but if you'd hate for a generation to grow up scared of touching because human touch is what gives you everything. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's a transfer of energy that you can calm someone with touch. You know, you can anger someone with touch. It's mm. touch, man. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. it sets emotions off. So, yeah, you're 100% there. Mm. Ah, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually through and um i'm very happy with our conversation if you yeah, um if you want to add something maybe um a statement to the world what you what you would like to um to to end our talk with um and and uh don't don't forget i mean um there will be more from you so we yeah. will reconnect and i'm looking forward to our next talk so um yeah me at, too, at, man. at the latest when the album's coming out are you going going back on tour so um this uh yeah uh, it, you, you got my my details now so hit me up yeah i will look i will for sure look the next release is going to be it's either going to be an acoustic version of one of the songs to be released on the album um which is going to be quite cool there's one floating around i'm surprised you didn't come across uh, which is an old acoustic version of a, of a song that will be a big track on the album. And we're going to do it 
sort of dark industrial type remix of Red Sand Chronicles. Ooh, so yeah, this is, so, this, is, this, is, yeah. this is my kind of stuff. I'll make sure you get that first, man. I think I think that'll be uh, cooling up your alley there. So look, man, no no big statements. Look, listen to the music if you like the music. You know, follow on the channels. You know, sign up to the to the mailing list on the website. That sort of it's really all we're trying to do is get people that that have a connection somehow that, that ignite a spark to to stay tuned because we'll keep bringing that music for you to listen to and, and that's what it's all about that's all we can do okay that's uh that's a perfect I, i mean this is exactly what everyone should basically say about music because the music should talk for itself if you need to to get people to oh listen to this because we kind of um yeah we, we did it I don't know. We, we played it naked in a river or something. <laughs> you know, that, that makes it so special or whatever. It, it doesn't really, you know. In the end, it's it's what what you produce, what what you what you show, and if it connects, it connects. And you know, and I think your your music. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm swooning a little bit. I'm I'm a fanboy. <laughs> you, you you kind of yeah. You hit the right notes with me, and I'm really looking That's forward awesome. for the industrial stuff. Because yeah, yeah, this is even more up my alley. So, yeah, uh, I thought so, man. Well, <laughs> as I said, man, you'll be the first to hear it when once it's done. I'll uh, I'll send okay. it across. Thank you very much. So, thank you awesome. for your time. Thank you. Um, you all too. the best to to Melbourne. You know, my this is what I want to say at the beginning, and I haven't even said it yet. Uh, my wife is from Melbourne, so I have oh, family wow. connections to to Melbourne. So. I might visit you once. Oh <laughs> well, man! If you're ever so, down this way, please let I, me know. I, I, for will, sure. I will let I will let you know. That's that's for sure. You know, now I, this would be great. You know, maybe we can because once I will go there, things should be after COVID, so we yeah. can go to a show or whatever. You know, or even yeah. Anyway, this unfortunately <laughs> this will be now in the um, not so clear future when. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's cool. Have. We have more than one connection. <laughs> We do. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you very awesome. much for your time. And thank you. I wish you all the best. And it was very enlightened. And you, you gave me lots of things to ponder and to think about. And this is what I like the most, um, you know, doing this to, to also learn something new, to get more yeah. insights. And yeah, so thank you for your, for your openness and for your, for your time. And, awesome, man. Um, You're very welcome. Thanks for having me talk to you in somewhere <laughs> along along awesome. the journey of our lives awesome man you stay safe peace you too bye bye cheers bye bye cheers. bye uh.